Hi there. Welcome to OTs Get Paid, the podcast for OT entrepreneurs, where we learn about everything you need to know to move from thinking like a therapist to acting like a CEO and making good money along the way. Are you curious how to continue to be true to your mission of helping others as an OT and get paid what you're worth? Do you want to know the best tips that add zeros to your bank account? Do you wonder how other OTs do it too? I'm your host, Trish Williams, a Canadian, a mom, a not-so-closet choir nerd, an occupational therapist of over 26 years. I spent most of those years loving my profession, but secretly wishing I could get paid a lot more. Did I feel like I had an important job that had great impact on my clients and society? Check. Did I also wish I could feel validation in that work through getting paid enough to feel financial freedom? Check, check. So finally in my 40s, as a single mom who needed to get real with my income, I built two six-figure businesses including my latest as an OT entrepreneur coach at Trish Williams Consulting. And through this, I heard the secret shame that others felt the same way too. So I'm raising my voice and raising my profile of this issue and probably raising my prices. I'm here to talk about OTs making money. So let's do like Scrooge McDuck and dive into those giant piles of gold coins and get swimming and start this episode. Welcome, OT entrepreneurs, to the OT's Get Paid podcast. I'm your host, Trish Williams, and today I am here with my biz and real-life bestie, Kelly Casey Bynes. And today, we are celebrating champagne moments. Cheers, Belle. Cheers. Hi. Hi. A happy champagne moment. Clink. Clink. Actually, here, let's match them up on the... (laughs) Okay, here we go. Match them up for those of you who are watching on the screen. Clink. Clink. We take a drink. Yay. Uh, That might be a weird mouth noise for people who are listening. It might be. Maybe maybe your producer can adjust it. Somebody's for doing this. Oh, you're welcome. Somebody's listening to us drink while they're driving their kids in the car and listening to this podcast. You realize now they that, want right? to drink too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Belle. For those of you, for those of the listeners who don't know you, although mm-hmm. I get quite a bit of feedback when they're like, "Oh, I love your, I love your uh, podcast with Kelly," um, and we haven't done one in a while. Why don't you tell people who you are and what you do, and then we'll jump into our topic. I can try. You know, I hate introducing myself. <laughs> you want me to do it? Um, I'll I'll start. You can supplement if I if there's anything that you think I should add for your listeners. And I have to get better at it anyway. So I'll push my comfort zone. So I have been an occupational therapist for going on 29 years and have spent most of my career in pediatrics. And just finished, not just, I guess three years ago, closed my clinic of almost 11 years and switched to seeing private clients for about a year and a half and have closed all of my direct services now because I've transitioned into consulting work. And I also mentor and have a mentorship group mentorship program for OTs that are in private practice doing sensory-based work. So that's a quick overview. Anything else I should add? You're an author. I am an author. That's true. 
I have two children's books and they are Ovis has trouble with school and Ovis has trouble with eating, but people should not try and find them right now because Amazon has decided to charge $45 per book. (laughs) Wow. And we're not sure why the publisher has been trying to figure it out. So I would just ask people to contact me if they want copies and I'll keep people on a list. And when they're available again, I can let people know. But yes, and I have a blog and I do other workshops and courses and trainings. And you are a distinguished speaker? I am. I guess I kind of put that under writing because it's content creation. But yes, I do speaking and training. What do you mostly speak and train about? What's your consulting and speaking and training focus all about? Thank you for that wonderful question. This is why you're the interviewer and I don't like inter- <laughs> introducing I'll just sit myself. Back. Sit back and drink my drink. <laughs> I specialize in sensory integration and specifically combining SI and mental health, which has led me to specializing in polyvagal theory. And that is my current love and passion. And if there's anything I can do to help anybody embrace polyvagal theory, I love to do that. And Kelly and I met on the first or second day of OT school in 1992. Yep. We are very old friends. And currently, as of the time that this is being recorded, our daughters are meeting up in a few weeks to spend some time together at uh, one of their universities. So there is lots of back and forth happening between the Bynes and the Williams household. (laughs) So, Belle. Yeah. We do champagne moments, and it was your text to me the other day when you were like, we haven't had a champagne moment in a long time. We should have another one that prompted this time on our schedule and then idea I had of like, hey, let's capture this for the pod. Why don't you explain where champagne moments originated and why we have them? Yeah. You know what? I honestly forget the original, like where the idea came from. I don't know if you remember, but I know when Your we started doing love it. of champagne. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Truthfully, That's yes. The origin story. I'm always looking for a reason. <laughs> always. That's um, how I remember it. And I don't know if I saw it or somebody planted a seed or if I just got the idea, but I remember we were both at the point of closing our clinics. And I remember that we were both very pleased to be done with that phase because it was something worth celebrating, but also challenging, like so many elements and so many parts of business, as much as there is when you start a business, there's just as much when you close it. And people think that when you decide to close your business, it's quick. It was not quick for either one of us. It was a long process of lots of details and lots of wins and lots of hard parts. And so when that finished, I wanted us both to celebrate the milestone and acknowledge the milestone. And so we did. And then we also were both starting some new things. And so we started meeting to acknowledge on a Friday afternoon the things that we had done that were new that week. And then it was a monthly thing for a little while. And I think we did it a bunch of times, but it really became this opportunity to mark the accomplishments because at that time, things were so new for both of us in different ways. And I also think now, and I shared this in my group coaching program last week, we really have to celebrate the things we do well. And when we push our comfort zone, I think you said to me one time, Trish, you said, every time we level up, 
it gets vulnerable. We It's scary every time we level up, no matter what the level up is, if it's with a client, if it's in our business, if it's with someone we know, like whatever it is. And so I've been doing some projects lately where I'm leveling up and it's awesome learning, but it's also a lot of work. And I was doing some reflecting last week, knowing this project that I'm putting together right now and the deadline was today. And I thought, if I can do this and if I'm pleased with what I do, I got to celebrate the heck out of that moment. (laughs) And so I messaged you and said, hey, it's been a while. I want to celebrate. So here we are. I also love the fact that you touched on it never goes away. Like, you know, the Kelly and I often say, and it's one of our reminders to each other, that when times are really tough, will Voxer or message or text each other and say, the you of 29 years ago would never believe where we are now. Mm -hmm. Because we knew each other 31 years ago is when we really met. And, you know, the things we talked about back then, our dreams and our desires, particularly around our careers. Mm -hmm. I mean, we never ever in a million years would believe where we are now. And so it's, there's never a, plateau to be reached. There's never a time where you sit back and go like, yeah, I mean, I'm really glad when you talked about the sale of the clinic that that wasn't, I mean, it's so easy to say like, woohoo, selling a clinic, but actually there was like a lot of good parts and a lot of really hard parts. Mm -hmm. And I keep waiting, even though I know better, I keep waiting to reach that plateau where I'm like, oh, well, it's all smooth sailing from here. (laughs) And I think it's like parenting. It just isn't. It never is. So the parenting, like when you said parenting, I I want to mention that parenting piece too, because there's so many OTs, and I've talked about this with some of the OTs in my coaching group, that your business fits. Hey, Trish. Yes, Ashley. As an OT entrepreneur who's just starting to make money, I bet you've thought, oh my gosh, I just got my first few clients. What the heck do I do now? Don't worry. At Therabyte, we have you covered. We heard you and we created intake and consent templates just for you. So you've downloaded the template and now you can say, amazing, I know exactly how to get my client started. Oh, I wish I'd had this in the beginning. I pulled everything together and needed something this efficient. Okay, so where can listeners find these templates, Ashley? Super easy. The link will be in the show notes. You just hop over to our website find templates, and you've got your download. Sounds great. It's with your life in different ways at different times. And it doesn't fit in different ways at different times. And a lot of OTs that we know are parents, and we go into business thinking that we're going to have this awesome chance to make the business fit with our family life. And that was one of my, my big motives for going into private practice. But sometimes it actually can make it harder. But we forget the agency that we have, and we should take more agency than we do when it's our own business. And so that's the other kind of piece in this celebrating. It's acknowledging that you have full ownership over your own business and the projects you take on and how you make them work and how much you show up, how little you show up. So, yeah. So how many champagne moments do you want to do today? One each or two each? 
I could do two. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you want to do like I'm one and then... I'm going to think about the second one. I know, me too. Well, I haven't thought about either. Do you want to do like one and one and one and one or do you want to just jump into your two? Yeah, let's do one and one. one okay, one. you go first. Okay. Seeing as I initiated, I know the one Precisely. off the top. I know, I, have to, I need to drink and think. Okay. You Ooh. sip and think. Drink and think. <laughs> <laughs> so my champagne moment, I can't disclose the details of the project, but... It is a project that others will learn about, and I've been working on it for months and look forward to what it will be, but it's taken a lot of concerted effort, and it's been a bit stop-start, so once it restarted, it took a lot of concerted effort to meet the deadline that was there. And so I'm really pleased, and it's content that I've wanted to dig into for a while, and there's still work to be done, but... Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it because I'm at the deadline literally at 4 p.m. today. <laughs> Congratulations. So, Give us, yeah. I know there's confidentiality here, but I'd yeah. love to, I want you to paint more of a picture. So you hit a deadline. Okay. Great. Lots of us hit deadlines. What else made this such a challenge that this is the one you want to celebrate? See, great questions again. Thank you. It's almost like I have a podcast. <laughs> it's multi-layered, I think. One, it is content that I've wanted to dig into for a while. So it was a personal challenge to kind of integrate some of this information and make sense of it and kind of dive into some stuff that I didn't fully understand myself. Neurobiology, that kind of stuff. So that's kind of cool. The other layer is that it involves other people and that I am trying to represent other people in a way that will be impactful and helpful to them. So I feel pressure for other people in a way that I didn't feel when I was seeing clients. And I think that it's different when you're consulting and you're taking on projects for somebody else. It's not your own end, although I believe in the end that's occurring, which or I wouldn't be a part of the project. So it, I think there's that pressure piece that I feel and carry when it isn't just mine. And then the other piece is that it, I mean, tech, I'm, I'm going to full disclosure, like technology, I'm okay with it. And I certainly manage and do fine, but all this on like to use different platforms and to put things together in different ways and to have to be collaborating asynchronously with people. And like, it's, it's exhausting sometimes. So doing all of those layers of actually making it happen gets tiring. And I'm proud of myself for navigating all of that. <laughs> So, I am too. Yeah. I think to to kind of highlight more of it is this is a consulting piece to another business. You're going B2B yeah. and you're not doing business to customer like you did before. Right. And there's a whack ton of challenges with that. It's not yeah. your own thing. Like you said, you're representing now a business yeah. and you're learning how to work on a team, of like yeah. a team through tech and a team with lots of different personalities and like there's always big rocks, whether you're a solopreneur or now yeah. consulting to, you know, an yeah. interesting team. Yeah. And I think that you, yeah, you have really leaned into, I mean, it's really new learning all over yeah. again. Like you've, yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's really, it's fascinating to see how our OT skills apply in different industries. And it's also fascinating to, to see how 
different projects bring out different strengths and weaknesses, right? So I I love that. And I love that as a consultant, I am a part of a team, no matter what the project is. So I'm not driving the train anymore, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's a different mindset. And Mm -hmm. I still have agency because I'm a consultant, but it's, it is a truly collaborative process Mm -hmm. and it's kind of neat to see how things grow and shift and change and how we grow and shift and change. And it does challenge me to learn new things about myself, even still at 52 years old, right? Cheers. Yay. (laughs) Ching. Okay. Having a sip. Did you think of one? Mm -hmm. I sure did. Okay. I have the paperwork in and my accountant and my lawyer working on processing my very first employee in this business. Wow. That is a big deal. I know. And And I didn't even know it already. I'm not even (laughs) acting. (laughs) Congrats. Thank you. And so that's the paperwork is likely going to be finished tomorrow. So it's a little bit of a preemptive celebration. But it really is twofold because it's not only, it's it's really about finally getting the right person on the gosh darn bus. And I suspect trying to fill the operations manager role, I had somebody that was on contract this time, just finishing up this time last year mm-hmm. or maybe even a year and a half ago and they were brilliant and they finally allowed me to see what an operations manager could be like because I hired them as an ops assist on contract and realized they were a total rock star and they worked with me for about six or nine months and then they left to go to a startup and I could never get them mm-hmm. to be an employee mm-hmm. and then it took it's taken me this long I'm going to say almost a year and a half to replace them. And I have probably had five different people in the position. Wow. That's oh, a yeah. lot of people. It's a lot of people. And I was excited by those hires. Like I didn't think I had hired poorly. It Well, one of them was probably like a bit of a knee jerk that I needed somebody. And the other two or three were I was happy with and a few came through referral. And then I just, it was so never even remotely right. Mm -hmm. And our business has suffered for it significantly in terms of balls dropped and customer experience, not the quality of what we do, but from an ops and fulfillment perspective. And I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't keep up. We couldn't scale because of it. So you know what, Can I interject? Like the cool part as you're talking that I hear too is that despite it not being right and despite it by it meaning the hire at the time, you continued to make decisions and you Mm -hmm. continued to make choices. Mm -hmm. And in you're saying in hindsight, there was one that might've been knee jerk, but you still made a decision and you're Mm -hmm. now still figuring it out. And I'm just, I want to label that because I hear from so many OTs that they get so stuck in the mistake. And I've Mm -hmm. been there. I have beaten myself up time and time again, and you're not doing that right now. Mm -hmm. 
And that's it's worth really- pushing through. Yes. I also am really crazy proud because I I found this brilliant, I finally have a system that I love for like, you know, finding the right applicants, screening them, asking them like for a question in the cover letter and then asking them to submit another question via audio and then one via video so that I wasn't interviewing everybody and exactly the right questions. And I have like templates that I, and I, and I graded people and I sent them personality tests to find, like, I was so proud of how organized it was, but it took me a lot, a lot of failures to figure that out. And then I, I mean, I would like, I would dip into my own savings account to keep this person on the payroll. That's awesome. I know. I'm just thrilled. In three weeks, she's already done more than the last people have done in a year and a half. So, And it's really scary. Like, it's really scary to think about somebody as an employee. I'm going to dive into it on a future podcast, but one of the reasons is that I want to make these revenue expenses, people that look like they're just expenses, actually make money in the company. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, it's not just saving my time. It has to be like real. It has to be like, how did you become a revenue generator versus a revenue expense? And all of that actually comes down to having the right key performance indicators, which is so boring to say out loud. But it's, (laughs) I mean, I've worked on this for a year, like a solid year. Like what are the, what, what can a person who looks like an expense achieve on the regular so that they become a revenue generator. Really, not just saving Trish time. I mean, that's an easy swap. Like Trish, her time is less than my time. So they're her, that's not it. It's like, how do we actually pay her to make money in an operations and fulfillment position? So what you're, let me just make sure I understand correctly, because I think I'm agreeing with you. It's not just about saving you time so you can make the money. Exactly. It's about both of you making the money. Exactly. So you're maybe not doubling, but you're scaling the the income revenue generating opportunities that you have. Exactly. So for example, one KPI that we have been working on issues in operations and fulfillment is how many of our customers, our clients, our people want to renew and re-engage with us. Mm-hmm. And that is a straight line. It's not just a dotted line. Like the processes need to be there and we need to get certain number scores on our NPS scores that we send to everybody on what their onboarding process was like and what their administration experience was like. And if they we get a score X and above, it typically equals referrals, happy customers, you know, them re-engaging in our products, et cetera. And so this is real data that moves the needle and allows us to grow in revenue, that is her responsibility. It's not just like, please have your projects due on time. Like that was how I used to think of ops. And it's not anymore. I wish we knew this kind of stuff. Like that's why. Well, that's why I do what I do, Belle. (laughs) I'm so glad. Like the NPS, like, you know, nobody talks about that in the therapy world and they should. And, And it took me so long to figure it out. So I'm absolutely over the moon and I'm trying not to like, well, I also know it's a bit of the honeymoon period and I'm trying not to like be all giggly and just like chat with her whenever we get on our calls. <laughs> How's I know, totally. I'm like, oh, that's really, that's so cool. I'm like, okay, well, let's uh, let's be a little business here. So um, yeah. So, okay, ready? Cheers. Yay.
Yay. Cheers. You did it. That's so good. (sighs) Yay. Okay. Next second champagne moment for you. Oh, I forgot to be thinking about it. (laughs) Okay. My second champagne moment, not just this week. I think I'm going to make it not about this week. So again, a project I can't say much about, but one that I find, this is a personal project, but one that I finally took steps to move forward that has been sitting there and that I've revisited multiple times. And it's one of those things like that you kind of have in the back of your head and you think, oh, maybe someday. And then you talk to somebody and then you get another idea and you work on it a little bit and then you go back to it. And so it's been kind of brewing a little bit and I don't even really even know what it's going to end up being. But again, it's going to involve some collaboration. It's going to be something that I've thought about for a long time. And I literally just spoke with the person I need that's going to move the needle forward on that project. So I'm really excited about that. I hate being cryptic. I wish I I know it's like, it's, it doesn't, it's not useful to everybody else listening. Oh, she's got a project. Yay. Congrats. But Um, it is something that you've been having on your plate that you've wanted to move off your plate into action for a long time. Exactly. That, thank you. That's a better way of saying it is that there's now action connected to it Mm -hmm. instead of it just being something in my head. It's a big deal. It feels kind of big. And again, it's one of these things we don't always have to know the outcome or finish something in order to feel happy about a stage of accomplishment. That's really where I'm coming from. So, well, and that you're not putting out fires all the time so that you can actually get to your like CEO brain dump, your big, like, hey, I want to do this next. Yep. Yep. Cheers. Yay. (laughs) Yay to the unknown project. Yay to the cryptic (laughs) responses from Kelly Bynes. This is just, I mean, the detail, Kelly, people are swamped. (laughs) They're overloaded. You're never going to have me on a podcast episode again. <laughs> Maybe with an outline next time. <laughs> right, exactly. Let's not freeform. <laughs> but you have prompted me for my second champagne moment. Good. What is it? One of my big goals... Yes. So same, same. But maybe I'll give some detail. Yeah, I think you could fill us in a little bit. (laughs) But I have to be a little cryptic too. One of my big hairy goals that has been sitting on my big hairy CEO brain dump Mm -hmm. list of Intrello is getting a sponsor for the podcast. Did it come through? Nope. But we are (laughs) celebrating the fact that I am negotiating amongst more than one group, more than one person. And I will say that another addition to the champagne moment is that uh, part of the negotiation and the arrangement for a sponsorship was in an existing relationship, which is exactly what I mentor everybody to do. And, you know, everything good on that front and building relationships and then finally beginning to talk about how it would suit their business and how it would suit my business. And then a cold call email that came in off of my website contact form is how I found out about the second possibility. So kind of the miracle of 
somebody quite literally, a company found me yeah, and sent me a cold email from my contact list that actually didn't go into spam, but it went into like a promotions folder, not like a primary folder and said, Hey, it was very detailed. It was very specific. Like, we love what you do. We found you. We think you're awesome. We would really love to, like, we've got money to spend. Wow. On affiliate and partnerships. And, you know, what do you want it to be? Do you want it to be the podcast? Do you want it to, they're interested in sponsoring the Road to 100K program. They're interested in sponsoring, like, every email and newsletter. And it was a cold email. That's great. That's awesome. That means that you're doing all the right things. Well, that's kind of, I mean, it's interesting that the step-by-step-by-step relationship building with one interested party, I didn't hold that in as high value Mm -hmm. as opposed to like a cold email coming in and slapping me in the face, which is ridiculous because at the end of the day, whoever we go with will probably have the same monetary value, partnership value, like values that we can represent in each other. And like, why is that? Why is that more validating? Yeah. I don't know. It feels like we don't work for those because you've made me think about another third champagne. Oh, well, okay. Sure. That's another podcast bell. Okay. Sure. It's similar. It's just in the inbox, you know, a request or somebody asking if I wanted to teach a course for them or put together Mm -hmm. a training for them. Mm -hmm. And I've never heard of them. And Mm -hmm. it was cold in my inbox, just like you're describing. Mm -hmm. But I bring it up in regards to what you've shared because we think we didn't work for that mm-hmm. because we don't have that immediate direct line connection to that piece that comes in. But the reality is you have worked for it. Mm-hmm. You've worked for how many years now towards mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. And everything that we do has exponential kind of reach. Maybe that's not accurate, but you know what I mean. I it's, do. Yeah, I felt like and I think this we one. Forget that whether we're in private practice or whether yeah. we're doing work like you and I are doing, or you know, it it really doesn't matter what the work is mm-hmm. when you work consistently over mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. and you are mindful and intentional about mm-hmm. sharing. Mm-hmm. It's it, and you're good at what you do. Mm-hmm. It it grows. Yeah. It, you know, and I think maybe that's what I'm trying to capture here. I remember definitively the times you and I would call each other and be like, somebody just found me from my website. Or like, another parent just told another parent and they said, sure. Like, there's these joy so moments. Yes. So like, what becomes the commonplace always starts with like an incredibly moment of awe. And like, I, I actually can't believe I'm writing out negotiation. And I mean... Both okay, parties are pretty that. much like, pardon me? We have to cheers that. Oh, okay, right now, cheers. in negotiation yes. for well, sponsorship. Cheers. And you know what? Cheers! Yeah. <laughs> okay, I have to take a sip and then I'll keep yeah. talking. <laughs> Just don't want them to miss that. Okay, thank you, Belle. You know, like, seriously, what I can't believe, and again, this is reminding of the Trish that couldn't believe she got into OT school. The Trish that couldn't believe somebody was willing to pay me what they paid me for my first year salary way back when. Like, mm-hmm. and we got bonuses. Remember that? And like, I just can't believe I'm actually writing things like 
X number of hundreds of dollars per podcast episode and per social media post and per email? I'm like, who am I? Like, I am clearly now an influencer, right? (laughs) But I mean, like, this is, of course, I've put in the time and need to be paid for it. But there's something about writing this all out for the first time and having them go, sure. And you're like, what? I send that email anyways. I do this podcast anyway. So that feels really badass right now. I'm not going to lie. And I'm excited to see where it's going to land. And I think like very positively, I don't see it not working out. It's just a matter of who and under what guidelines, et cetera. But yeah, it feels a bit like pennies from heaven and that feeling never goes away. And it's nice when you get it again. It is nice. And I think it's easy to forget, which is why I think it is important to have these moments and to settle into that satisfaction. You know, I got off of a call. I've been doing some supporting of sale of the sales team, you know, that I'm clinical practice manager at Unite. So I've been doing some sales support there and I'm like, I'm not a salesperson, like, but we are like, we sell to clients every day and we, you're negotiating your pot, you're selling yourself and your podcast and it's okay. It's good. And I got off of one of those calls the other day and I had the exact same feeling that I had when I finished an intake call with a parent and I knew it was a good fit. I knew I was going to be able to help them. And I got off that call and I was like, I know that this program is right for this organization right now. And so when it feels good, Mm -hmm. it's really important to notice that Mm -hmm. and to try and do more of that. I agree. Too often we think of what we can't do and what we're not doing and what is hard. Yep. Or the year and a half where things didn't work out or the thing that sat on your to-do list forever and you get to that point. Exactly. Well, and one of those is our champagne moments. The things, how about we get super meta and we'll celebrate the celebration. (laughs) Does that mean filling up our glass? (laughs) Probably. Let's end it with cheers. Cheers. Cheers, Belle. Cheers to all of you listening. Thanks, everybody. This has been OTs Get Paid, recorded live in Studio C. That's Studio Closet. I'm Trish Williams. If you have feedback on today's episode, send us a DM on IG at OTs Get Paid or join our Facebook group at OTs Get Paid. We would really love to hear from you. We'd also love it if you could subscribe and write a review for the podcast. Each month, I'll pick a random review for a shout out to get your name and business on the air. Until next time.